Hello and welcome to the AMIP podcast. My name is Lacey Wise and I'm returning as your host. We're already 10 episodes in and today we're talking with TechSolve, the Manufacturing Extension Partnership or MEP for Southwest Ohio. Joining me today is Tracy Spencer, the Grant Program Manager with TechSolve. She's coming in hot to share her passion as an advocate for the workforce, working to grow small and medium-sized manufacturers and just overseeing numerous responsibilities for our region and for our state. Welcome, Tracy. Hi, Lacey. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really great. Thank you so much for inviting me to have a chat this morning. Yes. So, Tracy, I would love to hear a little bit of your background. About me personally? Gosh, um, I absolutely. Um, So I was just thinking about this morning. I have been at TechSolve for 26 years. And actually, I started when I was 26 years old. So that was an epiphany that I had this morning. But um, I tell you, um, my enthusiasm level and how much I love my job and um, feel so honored to work with manufacturers and be a part of the mission um, of TechSolve. Um, It just grows and grows every day. I just feel so lucky to get out of bed. And every day it is my job to come in here and help the manufacturers that are in Southwest Ohio um, through my job, which I'm the grant program manager here, and then also be a support to the subject matter experts, the practitioners, the researchers, and all of the great people here that work and help manufacturers solve issues that they're going through and help them grow and improve. So um, that's what I do on a daily basis. That's my jam. I absolutely love manufacturing. My father was a foreman at the Coke plant at um, Armco, which turned into AK Steel, which has actually been bought out and has another name as well now. Um, My husband went from restaurant management and is a uh, quality control person at uh, a manufacturer in Springboro. And my son has been um, pulled into that um, mission as well. He goes with me to all the STEM activities that we go to when we go to Extreme Bots. He's there taking video, making sure we get pictures from different angles. So we're kind of a manufacturing type of geek out type of family. So we've talked about a little bit of, you know, what what TechSolve's mission is and the industries that it serves. So what counties does TechSolve cover? Oh, yeah. So when we first became an MEP, we actually used to cover three-fourths of the state. But now the way that it's organized, the state of Ohio, because manufacturing is so important to it, they've really reorganized themselves. And so TechSolve is focused on the seven counties that are in the southwest corner of the state of Ohio. So it goes all the way over to Brown County. We've got Butler and Warren County up to the north. We've got Claremont, Clinton, Hamilton, and Highland County. So those are the seven counties that we focus on. And just a little bit of trivia for for you, Lacey. I don't know if you realize this, but... Of those seven counties alone represent 6,400 
manufacturers. And that, just to give some perspective, is more manufacturers than the entire state of Kentucky, more mm-hmm. manufacturers than the entire state of West Virginia. And of those 6,400 manufacturers, 83% of those companies have 25 employees or less. And I think that that's a number that will shock people that not only don't know about manufacturers, but actually people that have been in the business for quite a long time. When I tell them that fact, they're most of the time surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I know a lot of different smaller manufacturers, Texel was around to really help them and guide them, you know, in, in ways that we don't even think about, right? So like cybersecurity, because obviously, if you are a smaller manufacturer, you don't even have 20 employees paying an IT specialist to come in and kind of help out with that, for example. I mean, I know that's one of the huge things that TechSolve does and helps to educate manufacturers on so many of the newest technologies that are coming in. What would you say are some of the biggest impacts TechSolve has made since its inception? First of all, just the fact that we were created by the region, that major manufacturers, major educational institutions, and even the city of Cincinnati saw the need that manufacturing was so important to our region to create an organization that was there to be an information resource, a go-to facility for every and any question that you could possibly think of. Now, I'm not going to think that I'm, you know, the center of the universe and can answer every one of those questions, but you know what? We absolutely do know the people that can. So we either have subject matter experts on staff that are able to help or we can connect people to the right people that would assist them with that. But back to your question as far as the biggest impact that we have, I think it's uh, the fact that with the diversity of manufacturers that are in our area and in our state, we have the capability to meet people where they're at and determine what they need and not push them into a solution that they're not ready for. So if we meet a company that's a smaller company, and guess what? They do want to really hit that digitization hard and start extracting data from their machine tools, or they even have some legacy machines that they want to um, extract data from. We know how to do that, so we can help them with that. Not saying that we don't work with large manufacturers. We work with GE Aviation down the street. But, you know, it's important to be of service to them as well so we can help support their supply chain. So I think that's the biggest impact that we have, that no matter how what your size of company is, no matter what you're facing, and no matter what is cutting edge for you, we're able to go in and our biggest goal is to be side by side working with you and making sure that not only it's the right fit of solution to you, but that your employees, not only the ones incumbent now, but in the future, will be able to sustain and be successful, comfortable, and confident with what that solution is and able to take it over and own it once we do finish that project and are just checking up with you afterwards. 
Absolutely. I think TechSolve is a great resource for so many manufacturers and not a ton of people are completely in the know about how, you know, you guys have a network of MEPs across the state. So if for businesses that maybe are outside of those county areas that you discussed earlier, you know, where should they go to find those resources? Well, they actually can come to us. We actually can make connections with them. And the reason why I say that, of course, everybody could Google it and they can click on a link. But the great thing is somebody like me that has been in the system since literally the system has existed. Well, not that long because they've been around for 30 years. I know personally a lot of the directors and people that are subject matter experts and uh, practitioners in a lot of the MEPs across the country because not everybody knows, but all 50 states in Puerto Rico at least have one MEP in them. So we can actually help connect them with that. And then they, like us, have a whole network of partners and collaborators because there's one thing that's consistent across the manufacturing extension partnership national network. It's the fact that we want to be known as the go-to center in our state Mm -hmm. and that we want to be able to collaborate with all of the manufacturing community that can assist these companies and make connections for them and make it very personal rather than them having to do a lot of research that may be non-value added to them. We'd much rather them come to us and make connections for them. There are other MEPs um, in the state of Ohio. So there's five sister centers that I know very well. And like I said, I know that there's people in Indiana and Kentucky that are part of our network as well. And we're very familiar with Scott Broughton, who is the director of Advantage Kentucky Alliance. And we know several people in the Purdue MEP in Indiana and have made many connections there as well. And by the way, you mentioned the fact that we do cybersecurity. We've partnered a lot with both Kentucky and Indiana subject matter experts. Experts, and we do joint events together. So we really see that tri-state region, even though obviously the Ohio MEP focuses on Ohio manufacturers, we're part of a bigger network. So we really love supporting those people in Kentucky and Indiana as well through our sister centers. And, and I absolutely love it too, because I know that, you know, within TechSol, you know, if you go to the website, there's always a ton of events happening. There's different happy hours on, you know, robotics and just various different um, new technologies or practices or, you know, work development opportunities. I know you guys have the giant manufacturing summit coming up in the fall. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? You know, what will be available for manufacturers for those who register? Oh my gosh, that's like describing a buffet that you go to and you haven't ate all day and you're just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat first? So <laughs> let me let me get my bearings on that um, and I'll tell you the date. So September 16th, 2021, we are scheduled to have a full day of workforce focus. Um, we're at the Duke Energy Convention Center. We're starting early. We're starting at 7.45, and we are hitting it hard um, because out of the COVID-19 assessments that we've done over the past year and a half, and even before that, Lacey, as you know, 
workforce is always in the top three, if not the number one concern for our manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And I got to say the state of Ohio and our regional and our city resources, they know that as well. And TechSolve really feels like a connector. We went into this event and it's not about us. It's about the region. And we just wanted to bring all of the stakeholders together, all of our collaborative partners and new collaborative partners, and really make sure that we had new content, the most recent information. There's no canned PowerPoints that are going to be coming out that were used at a previous event. Our speakers are working really hard on making sure this is going to be the most relevant content that could possibly be used and actionable as soon as they hear it. I hope it's music to their ears and it solves something that they've been struggling with. And something that's really important and special about this event as well, not only are we going to be having these great regional speakers, we have an incredible national keynote speaker, Ryan Jenkins. He's going to present about workforce development across generations and just what the future of work is going to look like. And he's going to make it so relevant to manufacturers, both for office workers and on the shop floor individuals. But what else is going to make it really special? We're going to have some afternoon breakouts. And even though we talked about the fact that we're focused on the seven counties in Southwest Ohio, we're actually going to even go even deeper and we're going to have breakout sessions and break those seven counties down. Because I have to tell you, it keeps me up at night. I worry about the fact that not all of the counties have equal resources. Right. Um, and I want people, I uh, want industry to come to this event and I want their voices to be heard. And I tell you, we don't want a stuffer wife approach. We want you guys to be honest. If there are resources lacking, if there are issues you're frustrated with, if you are jealous of the fact that it seems like more resources are concentrated in one area versus another, we mm -hmm. are going to have facilitators in each of those breakout sessions. And AMIP and TechSolve and our community partners, we're going to keep our mouths shut, collect that information, and we're going to do something about it. This is the time more than any. If anything's came out of COVID, we have learned that we cannot wait for delayed perfection. We cannot not have a transparent discussion. And if anything else, our MFG Strong event, I want people to walk away and go, you know what? That was one of the best events because I really think they brought great information to me. They allowed me to have a voice. They were transparent. When they knew things, they shared it. But when they didn't have the answers, they admitted it. They put the information down and they promised me they're going to do something about it. And you know what? I'm going to hold them accountable and we're going to hold ourselves accountable too. And we're going to make this something that we have on an annual basis. And we're going to make sure that we involve the region. We may have started out with these seven counties in mm -hmm. Southwest Ohio, but I tell you, Lacey, I would love to add Indiana and Kentucky next year and just keep growing it 
and just, you know, giving a format for all of us to come together and really work together to solve these very difficult, challenging, exciting opportunities. Because I think there's a lot of exciting and positive solutions that you guys are going to see at this event. Because another thing that's unique, we're going to make sure that there's manufacturers there that whenever we talk about a solution, there's going to be a manufacturers that talks about, hey, this is what I had to do. This Mm -hmm. is how I implemented it. This has been the part that was kind of maybe a little bit wobbly at first, but you know what? Here's what the impact has been. And this is why it's worth it to try to do these things. Yeah. I think honestly, you know, through AMIP, one of the biggest things for us is finding manufacturers that have models or projections of things based on their experience and being able to share that Every manufacturer is obviously very different and, you know, their workforce may require different skills or there may be additional skills gaps in their facilities that may not apply to other ones. But finding somebody who's aligned with you on where you're trying to go and what they've done to get there is just so valuable. So addition, in addition to that summit that you guys are having in the fall, I know there's numerous other resources that you guys have. And I know, you know, TechSolve has a pretty solid program when it comes to strengthening recruitment and retention and other pieces with the earn and learn strategies and additional resources. Do you mind to kind of give us a brief overview of what that looks like from TechSolve's side? Yeah, well, you know, uh, Lisey, I'm going to go back to something that we already talked about previously. You know, part of that strength of what we have is honestly our partners. We really look for not only our own subject matter experts internally, which we have those, you know, actually everybody here when we're implementing a project, we're also always in a teaching mode as well and thinking about how can we make sure that the manufacturer retains the talent that they have and are able to recruit new talent. Part of doing that is obviously thinking about what type of training, what type of certifications, what type of even in-house training programs and mentoring programs they might have. And so we obviously discussed that with them. And that's one of the things we'll be talking about there. But I really think that, you know, the speakers that we have assembled are going to be what really is going to be great about that particular event. They're coming in with their own um, stories of of how they were able to solve those type of issues. Um, They're making sure that they have a manufacturer that's going to be co-presenting or presenting a case study with that. So we're really excited about those. What we're doing is we're building the landing page for that particular event. We're detailing out what the learning objectives are going to be for each of those sessions. And, you know, I think that you guys are going to be really excited about the number of experts that we have, that it's not just the tech solve show. It's definitely going to be a lot of different voices from a lot of different community partners. Absolutely. And I think in talking with you and Vicki and other members of your our, of your team, you know, TechSolve really works to provide solutions that are developed specifically for our region's manufacturers and really allows them to kind of stay competitive in today's consistently rapidly changing and innovating. And the entire marketplace landscape looks even different than what it did, you know, five years ago. For me, you know, I think TechSolve plays a huge role in that. 
Yeah, I tell you, um, thinking back to the first day that I started, and we actually, our name wasn't even TechSolve at the time. It was the Institute of Advanced Manufacturing Sciences. And, you know, at first it was hard to change our name and get used to that. But I'm really glad that we chose what we did because if anything, and like you said, over the last five years and then every day in the news, technology is changing so much and it's so much a part of what we do and our solutions. But I tell you, the most important thing about technology is the human side of it. We used to have a senior consultant that worked with us until he passed and he was 91 years old. His name was Dr. Eugene Merchant and he actually worked at Cincinnati Millicron. And it's funny, if you look him up online, you'll see the fact that many people attribute him to having some of the most preliminary visions of what computer integrated manufacturing would be. He was a part of that at Millicron. He actually worked on the projects that took machining from manual machines into um, actual CNC machines. As long as I worked with him, though, he always talked about the fact that technology is only as good as the people that actually deploy the technology. And that's why this event that we have coming up, that's why the project work that we do, we always think about the human element. And one of my most favorite quotes from him talked about the fact that technology and its application of it, as great as it is, will be crippled if you do not also engineer the application of the human resource that are to be used in the technology. Only then will the technology perform at its full potential. And I think that's the thing that I'm most proud of, of our team. You know, we really, like you said, and I appreciate how you phrased it. We never go into a facility thinking we know what they need. We, we listen to them. We really work on a custom solution. And we make sure that it works for them. And only when you do that and consider how the people that work there now and how the people in the future will interact with the solutions and technologies that we give them, that's going to be determine what the impact and success is. So it's really great to work with AMIP and all the other organizations within the Cincinnati region to serve manufacturers and to serve that purpose, to have the best marriage of technology and humans and make them work in harmony with one another. So I'm really glad that you brought all of that up because, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about the state of Ohio overseeing a little bit of the funding that goes through TechSolve, but also through the industry sector partnerships, which is what there's a grants available that actually funds portion of AMIP. And through this statewide funding, they're supporting local communities, but they're also interesting in accelerating these manufacturers as a whole because of the piece of the pie that we hold to impact Ohio's annual GDP. So for us, a collaboration between TechSolve and AMIP just helps create a more skilled workforce and, you know, really benefit Ohio in general. Where, where do those responsibilities maybe overlap or how are they separate? 
I very much appreciate the fact that we, even before industry sector partnerships were a thing at the state level, that our local region already had AMIP in place, not only as being the voice of industry, the way that you guys are structured, you know, you have leaders of each of your pillars that are manufacturers and who better than manufacturers that are concerned with workforce, you know, who better to hear what we should be doing as a region to be that voice, to tell us the type of things they struggle with, that they need help with, that they're concerned about. So we collect that information as well. But I mean, we're always going to look to you guys to make sure that we're in step with that. And then I also love the way that you guys organize yourselves as far as others that help support that you know, with the educational institutions and then with the community partners. And I love the fact that that three-legged stool is so solid in the fact that AMIP really represents that. You know, I don't think it's bad that we overlap. You guys are focused on workforce 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. TechSolve always has that as an element of what we do, but there's other things that we're obviously providing services for for our manufacturers. So to have workforce be the always in the top three of what manufacturers are concerned about, I, I thank God that we have a resource like AMIP that's 100% always focused on workforce. Because again, like I said, you cannot separate the human from the manufacturing process. And you mm -hmm. guys are 100% focused on that human being and making sure that we're always planning for that continual strong pool of resources. Yeah, I, I was reading a little bit of some of the statistics on your guys's website, you know, as a part of accountability, as you were saying, you know, with the summit and everything else that you guys do, I mean, everything that you guys put out into the community has a measurable impact. And you also look at customer satisfaction. So talks about how the MEP national network helped manufacturers achieve $15.7 billion in sales. That's billion with a B. That's yep. insane to me. And they also helped create and retain over 114,000 U.S. manufacturing jobs. For some, that might not seem like a lot, but I mean, if that's 114,000 people who have families and are going home to their kids and are taking care of their kids because they have a better job in the manufacturing industry than, you know, maybe what was offered to them before, that's huge to me. Several manufacturers that work with AMIP, you know, we're, we're getting them in contact with community community organizations that need a pipeline through for returning citizens, you know, people who yeah. are coming out of prison, uh, lucrative wages that, you know, make sense for them that allow them to put themselves on a good path following that transition. And, you know, it makes me feel great about working among the AMIP team is, you know, we're not only impacting manufacturers, but we're impacting people one at a time. We don't necessarily know those people that we're helping. I just kind of imagine it in my brain as, <laughs> as we place, you know, 10 or 15 people at a new manufacturing facility, I'm just thinking, okay, what are those 10 or 15 people going to do? How are they going to have an impact in general? You know, whoever says that business isn't personal, that's not the case for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it is for my coworkers here at TechSolve as well. What we do is very personal and very meaningful. And it's funny that you mentioned 
the fact that, you know, you look at a company and you walk in and they've got 20 employees and they may only need one new person a year. But imagine when you're adding one person, what percentage of that pie of that company, that person makes that impact. And so for us, it's incredibly important that, yeah, we have some feedback from NIST MEP on the fact that we have some um, metrics that are in the billions as well. But each one of those metrics are made up of one, two, three, et cetera, people that it means the world to them. It's their child being able to be bought supplies going back to school. It's the fact that they're able to purchase groceries, medicine. Think about um, having a, a car, a house, and that, you know, they really are confident going into the future, that they have a career path, that they have great benefits, that they get meaning from going to their job and what they make and the quality of life of people in the state of Ohio, in the country, and across the world, the products that we make, the difference that Ohio manufacturers have made. It, it's humbling to be a part of that. And I tell you, Ohio is third in the nation as far as the number of manufacturing firms that we have and number of manufacturing jobs that we have. It's very special, and I know you feel it too, Lacey, that you and I both get to work for organizations that serve that industry and serve those families and the trickle effect that's felt from those. Of course. Yeah, and like you said earlier, I think if we learned anything from COVID too, I'm just amazed at what the capabilities of some of these manufacturers that I've been in contact with, you know, throughout this whole pandemic is how they can go from making something like a musical instrument or something else made out of plastic, kayak parts or whatever, and then turn on a dime and contribute through the entire pandemic of making masks or PPE or the, you know, the plexiglass pieces that you're seeing across schools and restaurants and allowing other people to keep their businesses open just by being able to turn around and say, you know what, I want to help my community. That impact just makes me feel like just so proud of the manufacturers that are, are in my community, in my backyard. I live in Highland County, but I know several across, you know, Claremont, Brown, Adams, some of these other counties that are around here that really do care about their community and want to take part in anything it takes, help keep their business afloat, but also taking care of their community in a local level. Yeah, and Ohio led the nation. We rallied early. We aligned ourselves with the Ohio Manufacturers Association, with the MEPs, with the medical community, with not-for-profits. And like you said, many people, many manufacturers pivoted and were making toys. They were making down comforters and turned around and started making what was needed to save lives, literally save lives. And, you you know, I, I'm really proud of the state of Ohio and OMA and organizations like ours that help support that in the fact that even with some being businesses being impacted, tax money's being down and 
budget cuts across the state. The state of Ohio rallied, got a PPE grant in place, and was awarding $100,000 grants to manufacturers to help them transition from what they were previously making to Mm -hmm. making the type of PPE and medical equipment and accessories that were needed. And they were able to buy equipment with it. And that was a grant, not a loan. Mm -hmm a grant that allowed these companies to do that. And quite frankly, a lot of these companies, it was a growth area for them that they're continuing to work in. So Ohio manufacturers have always been able to turn lemons into lemonade. And, you know, to face something like a worldwide pandemic and to come out of it that, yeah, there were some really negative, awful things that happened during that time frame. But I got to tell you, manufacturers really rallied came out of it. And I actually think they're going to see more positives than negatives because, again, they've taken some things that are really negative. And I think um, virtualization, digitization, you know, looking at that work-life balance and everything that we do to help them improve and grow and get new employees, I think we're all going to be in tune with the fact that we've got to do our very best so that people can have the very best quality of life. Absolutely. I completely agree here. So just in closing, you know, if any manufacturer wants to reach out to TechSolve or learn more about you guys, where would you direct them? You can go to techsolve.org and there are a number of fact-filled pages. There's contact forms there. You will definitely be able to get through to us and someone will respond to you right away and get you to the right person. Or they can reach out to me as well. Again, my name's Tracy Spencer, and Spencer at TechSolve.org is my email. And we will make sure that we get your answer, your questions answered, or get you to the right person outside of our organization as well to help out. So, Lacey, it's been delightful talking to you. I can't thank you enough for giving me this opportunity and just for the collaboration with AMIP as well. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us and, you know, all your wonderful insights of decades of experience at TechSolve or other names at that time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're not IMS anymore. That's the dog food company. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Tracy. Thank you, Lacey. This concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today for the AMIP podcast. You can find a link to our website and other resources in the episode description. Please share this episode with any of your network struggling to build a robust talent pipeline in the manufacturing space. There's a tab on the AMIP website, advmfgip.org, that allows you to get in contact with our executive director, Sean Kelly, or any of the guests that you heard from today.